Welcome back to the Bleach and Bothered podcast. My name is Layla Halbert and I'm your hostess with the mostess. And I'm Mama Halbert. I'm back. She's back, baby. It was real fun having Lisa last week, but we are back. The dynamic duo is back and ready to bring you some premium entertainment. <laughs> much, much better than what we had on uh, Monday night's episode of The Bachelor, which was a freaking snooze fest. It was a snooze fest. I just... It's it's hard because well we'll get into it. Let me let me do my uh my my usual housekeeping things and then we'll get into it. Um if you haven't left a rating and or a review on the podcast yet on Apple Podcasts, please do me a huge favor and do that. If you don't use an iPhone or Apple products, you can't. So you can share the podcast with your friends. You can post about it on Instagram. Um, and you can follow the Instagram accounts, my personal account, the podcast account. I don't really post much on the podcast account because I, it just is too much time, but once in a while, I mean, and the weekly clips, but anyway, follow both accounts, show your support. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's all I have for that stuff. Um, welcome. If this is your first time, welcome back to all you regular listeners. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. And yeah, I think, I think, uh, bothered things. Do you have a bothered thing? No. Nothing? Oh, yes, I do. Okay. Go ahead. When you try to scare the shit out of me, <laughs> that really bothers me. Please. <laughs> That's fair game. You tried to do it earlier when I was in the bathroom <laughs> taking a shit. I was just playing with Linux then. Okay. But you're okay. jumping that fence over the deck to try to scare me. <laughs> that didn't work because I had. she tried to scare me from the outside. She went all the way out the front door around the house and tried to scare me from the back. But I had my headphones on and I was like, what is going on? Well, I figured if I could <laughs> sneak... That's why I climbed over the porch fence because... Obviously, the window right by the chair you sit in, the shade was drawn. But I figured if I could get to the French doors without you seeing me and bang super loud and pop up out of nowhere, that even with headphones on, it would still scare you. It didn't. Well, it didn't scare you because Lennox gave it away by running in front of the door. Hi, Baba! <laughs> oh my god you're and the worst Lennox is the worst accomplice she tried to scare me again when I was coming up here to record this podcast and almost got me too because I walked in and I go wait where is she and then I instinctively almost... I looked behind the chair and there she was <laughs> I almost texted you to be like oh I'm just in my room getting something but sit in the chair and get your mic set up you would have got me if you did that. But that's what, that's what tipped me because he said, can you bring my notebook? So I expected you to be in here waiting for me already. And then or, I was like, Layla's calling you. Or I could have just closed the bathroom door with the light on and said I was going to the bathroom. Whatever. It Next time. Work. Learning all your tricks. Yeah, but I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it next week. I'm going to do it when you're least expecting it. So am I. You never get me, though. Uh, I got you a couple of times. <laughs> okay, a couple of times compared to hundreds of times. Well, yeah, I'm not like obsessing over it. I'm not obsessing over it either. I just, I just know I have a skill. This is my hidden talent for being in the moment and finding the perfect opportunity to scare the absolute shit out of somebody. 
So all that to say, I you are the day. my bothered thing. I, I just know how to seize the scare. Yeah, you do. <laughs> There's nothing that brings me more joy than having a scare war with the people that I love. So if you're a friend of mine and you don't want to be scared because you have a heart condition or you're a party <laughs> pooper, please let me know ahead of time. Otherwise, I'm just going to assume that you're all fair game. Thanks. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, well, we have, um, I'm doing air quotes, hometown dates this week, a.k.a. all of the family members are being flown to the Nemecolon Resort, which, by the way, Nemecolon, what a terrible name. Can I just say I have something else Colon? that bothered me? Oh, what? Chris Harrison calling Rachel Rach. Hi, Rach. Okay, well, can you at least wait till we get till, to that no, part? No, I'm bothered. I want to talk about it now. <laughs> oh, someone's <laughs> feeling spicy tonight. Rach, I'm like, what? Yeah, I hated that too. I was like, okay. Where? What are your cute nicknames for all the other, the other girls? Christopher. That was so bizarre. Um. Well... Did I say a bothered thing? No, I didn't. I just went on a rampage about scaring people. Um, You know, I have a lot of things, <laughs> as usual. But lately, the thing that is bothering me is people who go out of their way that I actually know, like people in my real life that I actually know, who unfollow me on Instagram, but still have me as a friend on Facebook. I'm like, listen... If you want to unfollow me on Instagram, go ahead and delete me on Facebook, too. Okay? Don't be weird and be creeping on Facebook because I don't post very much on there and don't share my thoughts and opinions on Facebook as much as I do on Instagram. And you don't agree with me, so you just unfollow me on Instagram, but keep me on Facebook. Now, commit. If you're going to unfollow me on Instagram, delete me on Facebook. If wants to be friends with you on Facebook, they have to follow you on Instagram? No. No. So here's what I'm saying. Somebody who they're already they're already friends with me on Facebook don't and even follow try me. to friend me because I don't accept let any me, friendships. Why requests. why why are you asking me a question and not let me answer the question? Go for it. Somebody who already follows me on Instagram and is friends with me on Facebook goes out of their way to unfollow me on one platform, but is still friends with me on Facebook. Just commit to it. You don't want me in your life. You don't want to see my shit. Unfriend me on Facebook too, okay? I see you. Well, just unfriend them. I know, but I'm I'm petty and I'm hoping they listen to this. And <laughs> I mean, no, actually, you ever send me a friend request on Facebook or Instagram and I actually accept, consider yourself blessed. <laughs> Hashtag blessed <laughs> because I accept no one. Well, unless I actually know that person and like that person. But that's, what, that's exactly why it bothers me. And because you know what I have done too? Sometimes I have accepted a friend request, and then when they're not looking, I delete them. <laughs> Hope they don't notice. I've done <laughs> that, too. Notice. I've done that. My dad has a lot of Facebook friends, and he's the type of person who will literally let anybody be his Facebook Ooh. friend. Like, he has thousands. I am not That's like why that. I hide all my friends from him because I don't want them <laughs> to see who my love friends it. are. Love it. I love that he is so accepting and so outgoing. Oh, but not me. I judge my my Instagram is public because I actually do get a lot of business from that and 
have a lot of opportunities through Instagram. Facebook is definitely more private. I have like, I think under 800 friends on Facebook compared to the however many on Instagram's over 2000. Um, but that's why it bugs me is because it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah, just it annoying. It's just annoying that like, yeah, me, like when someone, I follow listen, somebody, I let follow me finish my sentence. Social media. Let me finish my sentence. Um, let me just get specific since I'm trying to explain what I'm bothered about. It's like I had like a friend from high school who I've been friends with till now who unfollowed me on Instagram because whatever, what whatever her reasoning is and still friends with me on Facebook. Weird. Why? I don't understand. You made a point to unfollow me on Instagram, but you still want to be my Facebook friend. Weird. One of my coworkers unfollowed me on Instagram recently and then posted something in her stories that I assume was about me but maybe it wasn't but we're still friends on Facebook I'm just like just commit but I think you know what I think the reason is is I think because my Instagram personally there are a lot more people there like that follow me if someone unfollows it, maybe they feel like it's more anonymous, even though I have an app that tells me exactly who unfollows me. <laughs> um, so it's not. I see all every single one of you. Um. I wonder, too, if it's because like me, there are certain people in my life that I like to know what's going on in their life, like my children or people that I'm close to or people that I really like. But um, I wonder because on Facebook, you can be friends with somebody without having everything they post pop up on your timeline. Like you can be friends with them, but not have them popping up. And you can do that on Instagram, post. too. Can you do that on Instagram? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You can mute stories. You can mute posts. Oh, like same like how you can on Facebook. Maybe people don't know that because I didn't know that. And maybe they're like, oh, I don't want this popping up on my timeline all the time so they just unfollow maybe but also um someone who was on this podcast who i have paid to make clips for me uh for the podcast instagram who i invited to be on the show i'm not going to name any names but they also recently unfollowed me on my personal and the podcast instagram after i supported their podcast and paid them money Wait, is that guy that curses all the time I was I just said I'm not going to say who it is if you have been listening to the podcast for a long time it's not going to be hard to figure out but it's just annoying it's like in this day and age a follow on Instagram is a way that you can show support to people you know or or people who your coworkers or whoever if you know because it's like the numbers aren't everything, but if you're someone like myself who is trying to get business opportunities using Instagram as well as just using it for personal use, like that number does matter. Why do you think that person unfollow you though? I don't know. I have been very tempted to message pe- the people that I actually know who unfollow me and be like, hey, saw that you unfollowed me. Because if what did it, the, what what happened? Like I can see some people might get offended because of something political you said or a picture you post. But if it's the person I'm thinking, like how could anything possibly offend that person? Yeah, that's the person um, I was thinking. You know, 
It's, when I is somebody who's highly offensive? Well, I How think could maybe this person. <laughs> I think this person is exactly who I thought they were from high school, and I gave uh, them a chance to show me that they had changed and were different and weren't an asshole anymore. But I guess I was wrong. So just because they don't follow you. Well, like I said, after I support, you know, invited them to be oh, on my show, you supported, blasted their the thing, support you know, supported, supported their podcast paid i paid i was paying him 20 dollars a week to make clips for me for the podcast instagram so i wouldn't have to do it oh and then he unfollows me on so all my accounts your business anymore i guess not well that's kind of dumb yep I'll that's why this is 20 dollars a week this is why i don't trust gemini men i'm gonna go learn it after i'm giving here. a lot away i mean i could just say his name at this point I mean, but i don't want to it's it is what it is. Yeah, I'm just saying it. It, it bothers me. It. Uh, you know what? There doesn't have to be a you super. Let I, me finish my sentence. There doesn't have to be a super rational reason why I'm annoyed about something. I just am, and I feel like there is somebody listening who probably relates to what I'm saying, and that's all I care about. Well, so. let me ask you this: Have you unfollowed people on Instagram that have followed you without an explanation? Um, like. Not someone that I actually like, am like know personally. Really? No. You haven't followed anybody that you know personally. I mean, I have, but like not that I'm actually friends with or like someone I work with and like actually see. Oh, really? No. Oh, I have. I'll like the only time I do is if they unfollow me first. Then I will because I'm like, oh, fine. Okay. You want to be like that? I'll be like that right back. So would you unfollow somebody and tell them why you're unfollowing them? I mean, I'm not going to announce it. No. Okay. But usually, like, if it's somebody I know who I don't want to unfollow them because I don't want to offend them because I actually like them or know them in real life, I'll just mute their stories or, um, or their posts. And then every once in a while, if I, I want to see what they're... do that. If I want to see what they're up to, I just go click on their page. Like when I, I want to see your stars anymore, I want to learn how to mute you. I have. <laughs> First of all, fuck you. I'm funny. I would never. Yeah, because you're too nosy. That's true. Um, I should just hide you from my stories sometime and see if you notice. I mean, you probably would. wouldn't. You just skip through all my stories anyway. I'll literally be sitting in the room with this bitch, and she's just <laughs> skipping through all my stories as I'm literally sitting I mean, five feet away. Sometimes you're very long-winded. I'm Maybe funny. That's why people sometimes, follow you. Listen, sometimes you can't be funny in one slide. I try to keep it brief, but yeah, but I there need, needs to be context. Like, I I see your story every day on my face. You live with me, <laughs> so I don't need to watch it on Instagram too. <laughs> That's so the live version <laughs> constantly. That's fair. Okay, we're gonna talk about this bachelor business. I'm trying to give the people some entertainment because this episode was so goddamn boring. It was so very boring. This is the this is the the fun part of the episode where people who don't l watch The Bachelor can also join in on the fun. True. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Also, surprisingly, I'm not like exhausted right now so i'm feeling i've got some oh, energy i'm exhausted <laughs> went on a bike ride with linux today i mean it's amazing that he's turning three in just a week or two and he can ride a to a bike without training wheels the only problem is he doesn't know how to get started 
And he's definitely not ready for prime time. Prime time? It's just a saying. We went on a bike ride. <laughs> it is. Okay. We went on a bike ride, and every five seconds it stops because he wants to go smell a flower, He's lay like on a the puppy. ground, be an adventure. <laughs> and every time he stops, I have to stop, get off my bike, and get him started again. And then he just drops his bike in the middle of the trail and takes <laughs> off running. The kid is so fast. He's never he going to get kidnapped because you can't catch him. I'll never him. forget the day that he took off running down the alleyway butt-ass naked. And I like, didn't oh my gosh. have my, my bathing suit. So I was laying out and my bathing suit straps were untied. <laughs> and he, I thought he was with you. He escaped and he took off running down the alleyway. No clothes, no shoes, nothing. Crazy. And I'm chasing after him trying to get my own clothes back on so that I'm not giving the neighbors a show. I'm just looking at him. And thinking, what the heck is he doing? He just dropped. I mean, he literally <laughs> drops the bike and just start running like toward I don't know where. And I'm, first I thought, what is he doing? Like, is he going to turn around and come back? And I'm yelling for him. He just kept on going, went into somebody's backyard. And I thought, oh, my gosh, he's just going to keep going. I'm running as fast as and I can. And he hides. I'm, yeah, I'm running as fast as I can, yelling his name. And he is there hiding behind a flower bed and just looking at me like, oh, you found me. He's done that to me before, too, where he takes off running and I'm like freaking out because I don't know where he went. He just disappears. And then I find him and he just has this big shit eating grin on his face like, hee hee, you found me. I'm like, didn't know we were playing hide and seek. Should have let me known. Yeah. So it was an hour bike ride for maybe half mile. It took us an hour. But yeah. it was fun. At least the sun was out and we enjoyed it. So I was pretty worn out <laughs> by the end of the day. Yeah, but you had from 3.30 to 7 to relax and yeah, get your energy true. back. Thank God. I went to work. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, all that to say, uh i'm feeling energized and not in a hurry to get this done but i know my counterpart does not feel the same way ever so let's get this show on the road Very insightful excuse me ma'am there's no excuse for you come on <laughs> the audacity <laughs> this is my show okay who do you think you- <laughs> okay <laughs> god so sarcastic my lord we're going on a trip this weekend to celebrate my birthday a week early and i don't know how i'm gonna do spending the entire weekend with you i know we got free child care for the weekend <laughs> well always every other weekend what are you doing did <laughs> you like how i said that <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Okay. I have no comment. All right. So hometowns are happening, aka everyone's coming to the Nima Colon Terrible Name Resort. Um, and we start out the episode by seeing Matt James work out once again, this time next to the Peloton, not on it, but he's taking a Peloton class by his apparently his favorite Alex Toussaint. I recognize him on the screen. Um And he is wearing the shortest shorts I've ever seen on a man. And I don't know if they're meant to be that short or if they're just that short because his legs are so long. 
Do you remember the shorts in the in the opening clip? No, of course you don't because you're not watching. No, I remember his skinny legs still. But he had these like super short shorts on that like flared out also. And they were very much giving me, if you're from Linden, you know um, the teacher, Mr. Leone, who we always <laughs> would see running around Linden in his sh- super short like 80s running shorts and you're just like waiting like is his dick gonna fall out the side oh my god (laughs) are we about to see mr leone's balls oh i pray to god that we aren't (laughs) why do you do things like that what i didn't do anything i I was just saying things like that (laughs) well how else am i supposed to describe it you don't have to say the actual name of the teacher that's terrible he, what do you mean? He was wearing short shorts and we were scared we were going to see his unit. Okay. And we didn't. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, however, I did get an unsolicited dick pic from someone on Instagram this oh week. Oh my gosh. Can we just talk about the bachelor? And it was small. I was like, listen, if you're going to send... <laughs> If you're going to send a stranger an unsolicited di- dick pic, you have to be at least seven inches or larger. Like yeah, stop! Why are you trying it. to? Why are you trying it. to show off your four-inch chode if to strangers? If you have a small one, just keep it get in your a pants. fake picture and send a fake picture. And right? It. Yeah. Your face isn't in it. How am I going to know? You're a stranger. <laughs> your account's private. Why would somebody do that though? Oh, it happens. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but it's happened many times. Why do men think that woman want to see that? I don't even want to see the person I'd I'm dating. I'd rather see a naked woman than to than see that. I don't even the I don't even want to see the like, person I'm sleeping with. Send me a picture of your hot that I've girlfriend, consented, not a picture of your dick. That I've consented to. I'm like, I don't want to see it. Just put it in. I don't need to see away. it. <laughs> no, don't put it away, but just put it in. Oh. <laughs> I need you to park your big Mac truck okay. right in this little garage Bye. and I don't want to see it. I'm leaving this room if she says one more word that starts with the letter D. <laughs> Dinosaur. <laughs> We're going to have to do a sex episode sometime, and I'll force Mama Halbert to sit in the room for the conversation. No? Pass. Anyway. (laughs) Um, He who shall not be named enters the room where all the women are sitting, and this is where he says, hey, Rach. I was just like, can you not? You know, I never really paid attention before, but because of everything that has been going on, on last night episode, I start paying attention on how much they're trying to promote Rachel and push her on into Matt James. I was just like, are you kidding me? It's so obvious. Well, because they do the editing after they finish filming. So while they're editing the show, they already know who he picks and how the story ends. So they edit the show in a way uh, that they want. They're painting a picture. Yeah. It's not live. The show is completely edited. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. So that's that's kind of how you can pick up um, what's going on or what might happen is by the way things are edited but or like only, even just the music in the background no, of certain scenes. But not only scenes. that, if you start paying attention to the dates, how they're actually trying to manipulate him emotionally with the way they set up the dates with the people they want him 100%. to pick. 100%. I wonder if he, and he probably doesn't even realize it, how he's being led. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but I feel like, I feel like with Matt James specifically, I feel like he's not the type of guy who was sitting around watching The Bachelor 
on a regular basis. Like he probably watched Tyler, his friend Tyler when he was on the season and maybe like one or two seasons here and there. But like he doesn't I'm sure he doesn't know how the formula works like people like us who've been watching the show for 15 years or whatever. Um, But anyway, Chris Harrison comes in where all the women are and lets them know who is going to be there for their hometown dates or for their one-on-one dates or whatever you want to call them at this point. I feel like hometown date can't really be called that because they're not going anywhere. But he says he's telling Rachel who's going to be there and saying, oh, your mom and dad and your sister Trinity. I'm like, the fucking racist clown would have a sister named Trinity. I'm sorry. That was mean. Just racist. She's not a clown. Disrespectful to clowns to say that. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, true. Any commentary? Just going to sit there? I mean, what is what, what else can I say about that that hasn't been said yet? I No, not that. I'm saying I thought it was funny that her sister's name is Trinity. Yeah. Like, it just kind of like feeds into like the uber Christian Bible Belt family who goes to plantation parties. Her has a sister named Trinity, like the Holy Trinity. Her, I'm surprised her name is Rachel. I'm sure her middle name is probably Grace, Hope, or Faith. <laughs> or Heaven. <laughs> heaven? I don't think that's a name people give their children. Yes, I know people named Heaven. Well, you do because you were a hippie. <laughs> that's not a normal thing, though, around here. Um. So Michelle's one-on-one or hometown date is first. And the first thing we notice is that... Please don't do that. You have to sit up more. What are you doing? Leave me alone. I'm not doing anything. If Well, if you move the mic around like that, they could be making sounds that everyone's going to hear. Okay. Anyway, the first thing we notice is that Matt and Michelle are wearing the exact same outfit, which I actually thought was adorable. And... They just look amazing together. I'm so upset because we all know that he's not going to pick her, but he really should. Yeah. Michelle for president or bachelorette. They could have a whole basketball team of wieners. Of wieners? No. (laughs) A whole whole basketball team of wieners? (laughs) No, people that win. A men's basketball team? Is that what you were trying to say? Oh, my God. Why? I'm never going to end this podcast tonight at this rate. Just pretend like you're having fun because I am. All right. Let's see how good your acting skills are. <laughs> so far, not great. You're not getting hired for the. <laughs> oh, I'm on. Applying, I'm on okay. one. <laughs> I'm on one. Oh God! So Michelle goes. So you know, like back at home, like we like to go on bike rides. So we're gonna go on a bike ride. I was like, okay, like this is sweet, I guess, and. You know, it's beautiful there. Like, sure, go on a bike ride. We get um, a, a flash of Matt's red hot underwear. Um, interesting choice. Uh, so they ride, they're riding their bikes and they go into some building on the grounds. And it says Miss Young's classroom. And they walk in. And they, she has a bunch of her students from her classroom, because she's a teacher, on a Zoom call. And, you know, she gets all emotional about it. It's very cute. Um, and the, the kids get 
you know, an opportunity to, you know, ask them some questions and <laughs> share their thoughts about their teacher and this and that. And the ki- these kids are going hard in the paint. They are grilling well, Matt. that was scripted. Come on. I know, but still, it was just like, was it though? Like, yeah, they're like six or seven year olds. I feel like a couple of them probably could have came up with those questions on their own. Probably. When are you guys going to have babies? Is she your girlfriend? And Matt's like, yeah, I have three other ones, but you guys don't need to know that. <laughs> but I just thought it was funny. He he was pretty quick, though. Like, he had some good answers or responses, but you could definitely tell that he was sweating a little bit with that. Ha, 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 every five seconds, his laugh. Um. Elise was the last child to speak and she she goes she had a little prepared speech and read a note or or wrote a note or something she read a note that that Rachel, that Michelle, Michelle had, to- had given to her or whatever and you know was I, I, basically I just wrote down that Elise is clearly the teacher's pet and she's a fucking brown noser and <laughs> everyone in her class probably hates her. <laughs> I'm like ah I know I know this kid <laughs> probably a 4.0 student and will probably be like a CEO or an engineer or something but in first or second grade not a fan. <laughs> anyway. I'll stop trolling seven-year-olds now. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that was the gist of that. She's, you know, obviously her job's important to her. Matt works with kids, too. So that was a cute little moment for them. And she... Wait. Oh, Michelle says in an interview, not yet to Matt, but she says in an interview that she's falling in love with Matt. Duh. And now it's time for them to meet her parents. So Michelle, it was just her parents, right? There wasn't anyone else there? Yeah. So they have their little night portion of the hometown and they meet Michelle's parents. And Michelle's mom, as soon as they walked in the door, like almost was going to just tackle her. She just like ran right up to her. It was so cute. Um, Michelle's parents are everything. Michelle's, they're our parents now. They're not my parents. Okay. You don't get my jokes. Where's Lisa? Lisa, I'm going to need you to come back. (laughs) Bring Steve. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I mean, there's really honestly not that much to say, except that every time every time Michelle starts tearing up, I start getting emotional because I just love her so much. I think Michelle is very genuine. Yes. I think we saw a very serious side of her, but I think she's probably really fun. We didn't really see her fun side, but I think that he is a really, he's a fool if he doesn't pick her, but you know, the heart wants what the heart wants, I guess. Uh, I don't think it's about his heart, but a bachelorette. Yeah, same. So, um, yeah, I just uh, the thing that is really irritating me is that we're at hometowns now and we're getting to have a, a more of a glimpse into these women's lives and their families and stuff. And it's like we should have been getting to know Bree and Michelle and Serena more before yeah. this point it's like we're getting to this point we feel like we don't know anything about them and michelle's having conversations with her dad like oh 
you know, that hard time I went through about two years ago. You guys are really there for me. Da, da, da. I'm like, what hard time? What's going on? What are you talking about? I feel like we should know what you're talking about. But we well, do- same thing about Matt. We don't know much about him either. If you, you know, if you go, you know, find out outside of the show. But when she was talking about him and what he's involved with, I was like, what? I didn't know that about him. I know. It's just like what they've spent so much time this season on the dumbest, most ridiculous drama between all these stupid ass white girls. And now we're getting to the end and we have no idea who any of these people are. True. Rachel has gotten the most screen time out of all of them and she's boring as fuck anyway and racist so bye but yeah and there's i mean from what not I much see, to know about not, her there's nothing to know because there's nothing there what does she even do i have no idea what she even does or like anything about her she poses on instagram in her bikini no she poses on instagram at plantation parties in slave owner dresses yeah anyway um also, there's nothing wrong with posing on Instagram in a bikini. Um, no, you just asked me what she does. I was telling you. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I didn't saying. say there was anything wrong with I'm that. I'm just saying. I'm just... I didn't say you did. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, I'm frustrated that we're to this point and we barely know anything about anyone. It's like less drama more storyline that's true and honestly i don't know anything about some of them and i don't care to but i would have liked to know more about michelle and brie and serena and way less more about rach oh god don't ever say that again um so there's some good conversations that happen all around matt talks to michelle's dad he asks him straight up are you in love with my daughter and Matt says he's falling for her, which I'm like, okay, well, fair enough. Um, and her parents were just so sweet and supportive and just were basically like, yeah. Just like, like me and dad. So sweet and supportive. <laughs> now. Um, what? Okay, that was mean. I mean, there have been times where you haven't been as sweet and well, supportive. Well, you don't know her parents. You only saw them for five minutes and you already think that they're better than us. I- first of all i didn't say anything about them being better than you stop projecting your insecurities onto me stop projecting ma'am miss cancer calm down my god it's pisces season i don't need to be getting attacked like this this is my season All I was saying is that I was simply making a statement that her parents are sweet and supportive. I had nothing to do with you. My God. Someone needs a therapist. Anyway, I do. both of us. <laughs> it's, it's us. It's both of us. <laughs> anyway, I just loved them. And then they were they showed us a little clip of them all outside shooting hoops. And Michelle's mom can shoot some hoops. She got a two-pointer in. I was like, okay. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't either. I'm terrible. Um, But yeah, I thought her date was really cute and her parents were super sweet. I also just had this image. Oh, God. <laughs> if I was shooting hoops, <laughs> Matt James, I'd probably be on his, my head would be right on his waistline <laughs> if I was trying to block him from shoot a bas- shooting a basketball. That would look really funny. He'd be cock blocking you. <laughs> Literally. (laughs) (laughs) 
There's so oh many tall God. people on this show. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I guess so. The guys, anyway. Yeah. I mean, Michelle's tall, but I feel like it's not normal for them to have a lot of tall women. No, but her parents are tall, too. Well, yeah, how do you think she got that way? True. I guess it doesn't always work out like that. Yeah, but. it doesn't. Um, so they're talking outside after they're done with the whole date. Rachel, oh, my God. Michelle, Michelle tells Matt that she's falling in love with him. He does not reciprocate, but he gives her a kiss. It's like, oh, no, not Michelle. Yeah, he's... It's not happening. It's not happening. I'm so sad. But please, for the love of... You know what? I am I take it back. I'm not that sad because I feel like at this point, I don't think Matt is actually ready to fully get married. And I feel like Michelle actually is. And we need her to be our bachelorette. And we don't need her to get caught up on Matt James. Yeah. So, whatever. It'll be sad when she goes home in a couple weeks, but... She deserves better. So now it's time for Rachel's date. And she pulls up in a soapbox derby car and <laughs> slash a PT cruiser convertible slash. I actually don't know what this car is, but all I know is that it wasn't bicycles like Michelle got. And I'm already annoyed. I'm already annoyed that I have to look at her face for another week. But the fact that she already has a higher budget for her quote-unquote hometown date than Michelle did is not cool. Well, maybe I don't know. It's hard to say because maybe Michelle chose what she chose, but yeah. You think Michelle was like, here's some options for a date. Let me choose the bicycles. I highly doubt it. Yeah, true. I highly doubt it. So we get another scene of somebody being blindfolded and can we just all collectively agree that the whole blindfolded thing just needs to stop um also getting once again very much get out vibes i'm like boy don't let this white girl blindfold you you don't know where she's taking you she's taking you to her basement you're you're about to get tied up in a basement somewhere sir um well her plan back her plan of kidnapping Matt backfired because they pull up to a an airplane where she surprises him with skydiving and he is basically has an instant boner because he's who's an adrenaline junkie and he's like yes best date ever i love it let's go skydiving and she's like <laughs> um and I'm just, once again, I'm sorry. You get to go skydiving on your date and Michelle got bicycles in a Zoom call. I'm upset. Yeah, that was weird. So dumb. Um, so, uh, sorry, I lost my place in my notes. Oh, okay, so they, as they're skydiving, this was so fucking irritating to me. Uh, first of all, Matt looks like he's literally going to climax mid skydive because he's like obsessed. And the music that is playing in the background as they're both falling from the airplane is like this super like fairy tale esque soundtrack type orchestral music. And I'm just like, oh, for the love of God, stop trying to sell it to us. We don't want it. Um, and so we see them coming down closer to the ground. Matt has a surprisingly graceful landing. Very surprisingly. Rachel has a surprisingly 
horrific crash landing. I thought she was going to be paralyzed. Honestly, I know we rag on her, but nobody deserves that. That was pretty awful. And it obviously like, you know, it, it obviously wasn't like on purpose or anyone's fault, really. Um, I mean, maybe you know, the instructor could have done a better job. After meeting but... her family and her dad, especially, he's Wait, a pretty, we're not there yet. You know, but I'm gonna say something like he seemed pretty intense, and you can tell that she has always tried to be perfect. Yeah. Because anybody after having that fall, unless it was a long period between the fall and what we saw in the editing, I mean, I would have been bawling my eyes out like somebody help me. And she, the whole time, she was trying to be so composed, like she had. Like a pageant girl or something like, oh, I have to be perfect. I can't show weakness. Well, which is kind of sad. Well, if you if you look, I I, I actually do agree with what you're saying as far as your theory of her just being a people pleasing perfectionist goes. Um, but I did want to make note that I think probably what happened. I noticed this because right when we saw her right after she crashed her hair was a mess she had grass everywhere she's saying she had grass in her mouth all oh, that yeah and then all of a sudden like three seconds later her and matt are sitting there having a conversation she seems totally fine her hair is totally clean straight not messy no grass anywhere in her hair so i think they probably did they had to have had some sort of medical I mean, the, team there they had to be there because they wouldn't have let her get up without no. checking her. No, yeah, of so, course they did. They just didn't show it to us. So they made sure to clean her up very nicely before they showed her back, which is kind of weird. But that's not her fault. No. She had nothing to do with that. But uh, Matt is being all fucking dramatic in the interviews. Like, yeah, I mean, like when you see someone you really care about, and, like you think for a second they could be gone. I'm like, OK, let's not be let's not get crazy. Like at yeah. the most, maybe like a broken rib or a concussion. Like she's not going to die. He would probably remember her longer if she was gone. than he's going to remember if he stays with her. What? <laughs> if she was gone, he would have mourned her. It would be this big drama. But after he leaves with her for a month, he's going to wish she was gone. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, my. what crawled up your ass and died today? Jesus. No, you know what I mean? Like the Titanic. I will love you forever. Yeah, easy to say that on somebody's dying. But if they if she hadn't died and they had stayed together... How dare you blessed. disrespect Jack and Rose like this? <laughs> Maybe Leave she Jack realize. and Rose alone. Maybe Leave them out of this. They would annoy each other to death and it probably wouldn't have lasted. That's what I meant. Okay, well, I also wrote down that all this conversation and Matt talking about how concerned he is about her and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I'm glad she's okay. But like, I'm also annoyed that they're having this opportunity to trauma bond right now because that's what's happening. He's forming, they're forming this bond with each other out of like that, like you're saying, like, oh my God, like, you know, oh, you're hurt. Like something could have happened to you and it's making me so grateful that nothing did happen to you and da 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 da. And I feel closer to you. It's, it's trauma bonding is well, what it is. Well, I think the reason it was really weird, it's probably because it was too much editing. Like, if they had just let it play out, that happened, and the paramedics come running, 
and you realize, wow, that was definitely serious. It could have been a lot worse. But because it they, would have been more about her injury than it was about their but love then story. They added it so much that it looked like, damn, she almost died there. She got banged up and she's just sitting there like a pretty little princess. Yeah, and it was he's saying so bizarre. How he would miss her if she died. And I'm like, wait, what? It was yeah. just too much. The editing was was too much. For yeah, it was occasion. really it was yeah. really weird. Um, <clears throat> so we <laughs> they sit there and talk for a while, and then it's time for the night portion where he meets her family. So they walk in and they're meeting Rachel's parents and her sister Trinity. And I wonder what she would look like if her front tooth had come out. <laughs> Picture her smiling without her front tooth. All you have teeth. to do is take a screenshot, get on your phone, and get get in a photo so editing hot. app and just black out one it of her be teeth. so hot then. Which <laughs> teeth can be replaced. I, know, um, I don't even know why I thought that. I mean, it's a valid thought. She she landed on her face and ate grass and had a a whole ass man land right on top of her so that was crazy um why are people always getting injured on these dates with matt he is he okay is he bad luck what's going on i don't know i'm concerned um so anybody's gonna get injured on the fantasy suite well, judging by the size of Matt and the size of all these hands. tiny girls, probably. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny that you're the one who wanted me to stop talking about dicks and here we are. I wasn't talking about that. I was like, somebody's going to slip and fall or something. Oh, they're going to slip and fall? <laughs> they're going to slip and fall in the fantasy suite? Impale themselves with this rock hard toe? Yeah, I'm sure that's what you oh, meant. Oh my god! Okay, next. <laughs> um, uh, again, not a whole lot to say about the meeting with Rachel's family. They do not seem impressed. I'll say that. Her dad was really intense. And Her obnoxious. dad was a tough cookie, yeah. and like I don't know, fine, whatever. I heard, I think it was on Chatty Broads I was listening, and apparently he has like donated a bunch of money to some organization that helps campaign for republicans and the trump campaign and all this so it's just like yeah not surprised um but you know he's he's he sounds like he's very controlling the conversation between rachel and her dad felt very much like they still see her as a young naive girl and not as an adult Which is fair. I mean, she's only 24, but still, like, it was very much like she was she was trying really hard to get something positive out of him or some sort of affirmation or like, I don't know, like he was being tough and she was kind of like, well, dad, like, uh," you know, like that kind of vibe a little bit. Um, I don't really know how to explain it. I mean, if you watched it, you I feel like you people probably know what I'm talking about, but you know, he's asking her, like, you know, what if there's other girls? Like, what about the other, other girls? And Rachel goes, well, you know, maybe this is, like, a naive thing for me to say, but I really, like, I'm different than the other girls. I'm like, you're different, all right. Yeah, she's definitely different. You can say that again. Um, But, yeah, I mean, 
her her family was kind of blah. Her dad was, you know, kind of a tough cookie. But I'm still like not understanding. I could understand if you felt like for Michelle, you know, she's amazing what she does. Or Brie, she's got an incredible, you know, experience in her life, things that he can relate to. Serena, I really don't understand what him and Rachel have in common, what they can relate on. And she hasn't even lived long. In, that girl doesn't even know who she is yet. Yeah, I I, I truly, I, I can't figure it out either. Yeah, it's just, it's just her looks, I guess. Yeah, I he's know. just infatuated with her. Yeah. And that's the thing that's hard about this show and the experience is like they have such a small amount of time with the people that it's like really there's not a whole lot else to go off of yeah but he had a lot of time with her he had one-on-one dates he has pulled her off to the side what did they talk about it doesn't seem like they're doing much talking exactly like it's just like but i mean it's so hard because we don't know yeah but what happened when the cameras are gone and you're on your day to day, you know. I mean, her she's she can't just rely on it her doesn't looks forever. Seem, yeah, no, it doesn't seem like she's yeah. gonna bring. I'm so, I apologize in advance if this sounds horrible, but it doesn't seem like she's gonna bring a whole lot of substance to the relationship. And I don't mean that in like a condescending way. I just mean that in like. It seems like she probably hasn't done a ton of like traveling or experiencing other cultures outside of like maybe going to an island and staying at a resort like that doesn't really count. Um, But and these are just my assumptions based on what we've seen. But it just seems like she hasn't. She just hasn't no, lived enough knows, life. She knows that she's beautiful and she relies on that. Well, and she's the one who said she's never been in love before. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, yeah, she well. She sounds like she comes from a very controlling family, too. So she really hasn't had the opportunity to be on her own two feet, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Who yeah, knows? who knows? It's 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 hard for me to wrap my brain around. I mean, even with, even with the small amount of time we've seen of the other women, they still, like, there's at least one or two things you can think of off the top of your head that really gives them some sort of substance or... Yeah. You know what I mean? Something interesting about them other than the fact that they're beautiful. They're all beautiful. Okay, but... let's move on from Rach. <laughs> we have all right, just, just cut it off at the knees. Um, so our next date is uh, Brie. And Brie rolls up in a lime green Jeep. Love that for her. And... She tells Matt basically that she's getting payback for the time that he rolled the ATV and almost killed her. And so she is taking him off-roading, which I thought was really cute. Um, better better than the bicycle date. Not quite as exciting as skydiving, but, you know, that's all right. Um, so they go. They're having a good time. They're driving through the mud, blah, 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 whatever. And now they pull up to a spot, get out, they set up a picnic, and I just wrote down that I don't even know what they're talking about, but I'm so hypnotized by the sound of Bree's voice that I'm just like, I could listen to her talk all day. Did you pick up on that? Yeah, I like her voice. I was like, oh my gosh, she needs to like consider a career in recording like audiobooks or get on some sort of like meditation app where you can get paid to use your voice to record shit i don't know it's very relaxing start a podcast perhaps brie um yeah i mean i didn't really i don't i don't really remember a whole lot 
do you remember anything about their conversation when they're sitting there? Uh, I'm trying to remember. No, they kind but of it, went over about how they have similar background with a single yeah. mom. And how he admires that she's a strong woman, that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, I Did remember. Oh, food? I remember. I remember what she said. She said, you know, she's just kind of getting him prepared for who he's going to meet and everything. And and she goes, you know, I I think about the future. I This isn't word for word quote, but basically she's, you know, saying... You know, I think about the future and if we end up together, like I sometimes like feel bad that I like I'm not going to be able to give you that conventional, you know, archetype of a family. And, you know, he kind of just says, you know what, my family is not conventional either. Like I live in a single, uh, you know, came from a single parent home and I have my brother and that's it. And that's all that's all I need. So. Um, I thought that was really sweet. I really liked their... Com- That's what I'm saying. Like, Is she the one that brought food? Huh? Didn't somebody bring food? That was and- Serena. Oh, Serena. Um, but even that conversation, it's like we got more from her there than we have from Rachel this entire season. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take much. Rachel only opened her mouth to kiss him. Even when she's <laughs> almost dead on the ground, her mouth is shut. It's like, how? Like, cry, show some emotions, show some personality, something. Well, she cried on the first night after he prayed over everyone. Yeah. <laughs> right on cue. Yeah, exactly. A little bit calculated, no, you might what I say. Mean. She's so concerned about her image that she's, she doesn't Here we are talking down. about Rachel again. Anyway. Uh, yeah, true. So uh, they have, you know, their cute little day portion of their date, loved their conversation. And we get to the night portion and we are meeting Bree's mom and then her best friend, whose name is also Bree, and her baby sister. Um, and Bree's mom is spicy. I like her. I like her too. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so weird that she is so young. That I she know. Has it's just crazy. I know. My, my friend Heidi was texting me while we were watching. She's like. Bree's mom is so young. And I'm like, why is everyone shocked by this? Did you not pay attention when she talked about in like episode one that her mom had her when she was like 13? Like she talked about this on the show. Yeah. Apparently people weren't paying attention. No, because all they could think about was Queen Victoria. Yeah, that's true. Fuck that shit. Anyway. um, So, yeah. So Bree's mom is only 37, which makes her only like seven or eight years older than Matt, which I thought was kind of funny. He's like, well, if it doesn't work out with Bree, I could take her mom. Well, her mom is married, so that wouldn't work. Is she her. married? Yeah. Why wasn't her husband there? Probably because of COVID. Oh. Well, and because I don't think Bree has even met him. Remember she said her mom went off and got married and started a new family. And I'm she sure she's I'm sure she's met him. She hadn't even met the baby. She hadn't? No, she was meeting the baby for the first time. Are you sure about that? And I'm that? the one who's not paying attention. Are you sure about yes, that? Yes, I am positive. How did I miss that? The first conversation he had, she had with him was how she, it was just her and her mom. And then she no, hadn't I talked remember, to her mom because I her mom went that. Off, had ma- got married and started a new family. And she just met her baby sister for the first time. Yeah, she but was that, baby wa- that baby was at least a few months old. But she hadn't met her. She said she hadn't talked to her mom or seen her mom. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that because I somehow don't 
I thought that she had met, uh, whatever. Anyway, um, they were all very sweet. The baby was losing its shit. <laughs> she was As crying. babies do. Yeah, they do. Um, what did they do with it? What did they, her, sorry. What did they, they had do? somebody there watching the baby. Oh, <laughs> I know. It was just funny that it just like, she was just like, well, see you later. Not sure where she's at. Hiding in a closet like Harry Potter, maybe, but no. no. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Ma- uh, Bree's mom is very, very direct and, you know, she's asking a lot of questions and she's kind of grilling Matt a little bit and, um, you know, same as a lot of the other parents. Um, and the conversation between Bree and her mom where uh, they're they're talking about you know, what could possibly happen, how she feels, this and that. And her mom says to her, you know, worst case scenario, we, I wrote it down, worst case scenario, we're mending a broken heart together. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Like just reassuring her that no matter what happens, like she's going to be there for her. And I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, that was just like I would be there for you. I helped mended your heart many times. Why is me giving another parent that I don't know a compliment so triggering for you? My God. I was just making it. Are you going to be okay? Are you going to be okay? Um, once again, they get done with their date and Brie tells Matt that she's falling in love with him. And he says, thank you for sharing that with me. I was like, well, oh, no. you do not get an I love you, Brie. Oh, no, 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 no. That TikTok sound comes to mind. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Anyway, I'm very sad. <laughs> like, come on, man. That's the thing. We know it's not Serena. I mean, we know it's not Michelle. We know it's not Brie. And now then we're going to Serena's date. Mm-hmm. Isn't Serena the one that he had two one-on-one? Yeah. He, wow. he really liked her. She was one of the ones that he said he was falling in love with her. I wonder if he really was going to choose her. No, I don't think he was. I think maybe. I think it's possible that Serena would have been in his top two. But I don't think he would have picked her. Because if he was going to. If he had his mind made up that he was going to pick Serena. When later on what happens. I think. I think he would have. Uh, maybe done like what Colton did maybe, or maybe not the same, but like similar to where, you know, Cassie was going to leave and he practically begged her not to. And then she ended up coming back or whatever. Like, I'm not saying it would have played out like that, but I feel like if he was thinking he was going to choose her, like he would have said something like that to her. Yeah. But if he wasn't, he made such an ordeal about it, which is weird. What do you mean? Like it was very clear that he didn't tell Michelle and Brie what he told Serena and that he was a lot more into her so I feel like if he wasn't planning on choosing her and she wanted to leave that he would say okay well I understand you know it's not not everybody's gonna fall in love with me but he was clearly heartbroken and he wanted he kept talking to her 
Yeah, I mean, he's developing feelings for everybody, so it would make sense that this late in the game, he's going to feel some type of way when yeah, someone... But, that, that but also him not getting to be the one making the decision or, or, or giving the last word and somebody else deciding, hey, I don't see it with you, I'm going to go. Yeah, I guess it made him wonder if there was a possibility that it could happen with the other girls that were yeah. there too. Well, because she's not the first one to, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. But she's not the first one in the season to self-eliminate. So anyway, before we get to that, um, we have her day portion and she basically says, well, we can't go to Canada. So I brought some Canada here and does has this, the most Canadian date I've ever seen full with trivia, um, tasting of many different types of ham um and other canadian delicacies such as poutine um which i'm sure matt has probably had before uh and yeah i mean is there anything that stuck out to you about their day portion of their date no not really i just wrote down that like serena is so like bubbly and fun and i feel like this is the most of matt's personality that we've seen at least in this episode, if not the whole season, because he was getting into it and having fun. And I just thought it was he seemed to really be enjoying himself. I was like, oh, all right. Well, you do have a personality. Ever since they had the hot yoga date, I felt like she wasn't really into him. I think even back then she was already having doubts. Getting those feelings, maybe getting the ick a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which is understandable. I think it's ridiculous <clears throat> to expect that every girl... That he picks is going to feel the same way for him. I mean, they're human beings, too. They're not just playing a game. Yeah. So that that was that's that's the reality of it. And I guess that hit him on his date with her to realize, oh, wait, they're not all in love with me. Yeah. It's not a bunch of robots that you just get to do whatever you want. It's going to be a perfect, happy ending. Yeah, true. Um. So we get to the night portion and we're meeting Serena's parents and her sister, Talia. And, again, they seem like a super sweet family. Uh, and the thing that stuck out to me the most in this part of the date was the conversation that Serena had with her sister, who her sister was, like, on it. She was, like, reading Serena like a book. It was it was like she, she was in her – she was in Serena's head knowing exactly what she was thinking. They're obviously very close. Um, I wrote down her sister's reading her like a book, just being like, you, you know, I feel like you're holding back. Like, he seems like a nice guy, but I don't think that you're, you're, you're in it. Yeah. Her sister was, re- was firing on all cylinders for sure. Yeah. Um, Serena starts having a lot of, well, not starts, but she starts showing that she's having a lot of doubt about the whole situation. And, um, you know, she's talking with her sister. She's crying. She's getting emotional. Uh, and I mean, that was kind of the beginning of the end, I think, for for her. It was kind of the writing on the wall a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just feel like uh, I feel like the hometown dates overall were pretty uneventful. Yeah, so then Serena shared with him how she was having doubts and she, you know. Oh, and yeah. And he kind of brushed it off like, well, you know, 
I understand. That's normal. I don't think you really got it, what she was trying to say. Yeah. And she's not very assertive. Yeah. So she was like, well, he was so sweet about it. So I guess I'll think about it some more. Because I think she was ready to go home right there and yeah. then. And then she went back and then he went to see. I think he thought well, about first, it and he started feeling like, First, Wait. Matt has, we see Matt have a conversation with Chris Harrison, who, by the way, in this scene, all of a sudden looks like they took the beauty filter off. And this man has more wrinkles than I've ever seen on his face before. I'm like, why does Chris Harrison all of a sudden look like a 90 year old man? What is going on? He looked he looked not good. I'm like, where where is the the soul sucking bright eyed Chris Harrison that we're so used to sucked his last soul, I guess. OK, anyway. So he has a conversation with. Wow, Matt. I'm really bombing. My jokes are really not doing well. <laughs> I hope someone who's listening is laughing. And, I can't hear you, but. And so, you know, he decides to go and have a conversation with Serena, at which point she can't even look at him. She's looking down the whole well, time. I just wrote down that he shows up, knocks on her door. She opens the door and she looks genuinely shocked that he's there. She's like, oh, shit, I got to face the music right now. I didn't even put my mascara on. Yeah. So Matt's sitting there telling Serena he can see a future with her, telling her how he feels. And she's like, it's not you, it's me. And yeah, the music in the background is starting to get dark. It's and so funny because she's so soft spoken and she's looking down the whole time. But then she goes, you're not my person. Yeah. She goes, I just don't think you're my person. I was like, oh, Dagger to, to the heart. <laughs> Dagger and to the you're heart. To blame. You give letter of a fair name. Play my heart and you play Okay, anyway. Um <laughs> Matt just sits there stunned for a few seconds. It doesn't say anything. I was like, oh no, no buddy. He was genuinely uh He was upset. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe she was his first choice. It's very possible. I don't think so. Well, but whoever he chose is going to watch this and, and have questions. Like, yeah. would you have chosen her if she had stayed? Yeah. Well, during this whole conversation, Matt is... At the very least, he wanted to go to the fantasy suite with her. Fair enough. Um, he wanted to loosen her up a okay. little bit. Okay. So anyway... And help her. <laughs> for sexual issues i mean intimacy issues he was rubbing her shoulder during this whole conversation and then he just looks at her and just says you don't have to say anything else or you don't have to say anymore do you want to walk me downstairs and i was like okay matt like well you she know. told him i don't know i don't know what else to say yeah and that's when he yeah which i thought was you know he's a respectful person which is great um and they walk downstairs and Matt is crying in an ITM. And I was like, oh, no, I felt sad. What's I feel emotional ITM? when other oh, people. Interview. Oh, sorry. ITM is in the moment interview. This is oh, this is okay. Game of Roses podcast lingo um, that is starting to seep into my own lingo. I thought you said ATM. At first. ITM. It was like he's crying all the way to the bank. <laughs> that too. Um <laughs> So then we get to the rose ceremony and we see all the girls walk into the rose ceremony and we get this moment of everyone looking around like, wait a minute, where's Serena? 
You're like, what the fuck's going on? Where's Serena? What's happening? Did you see her? Have you seen her? What's you know going what on? It would be really funny if somebody played a joke on them and say, hey, he chose Serena, so you're all going home. Nobody gets rose. <laughs> Why don't they do stuff like that? That's what I would be doing if I was in that show. You hear that, ABC? <laughs> You need a new producer. <laughs> if you want to, Mama do a, Halbert is available. If you want to do a parody of The Bachelor, that's what I would do. There is a parody of The oh, Bachelor. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm sure there's actually many, but so um, we see Matt and Chris Harrison kind of chatting about it uh, in another room before he goes into the rose ceremony, just talking about how Serena left, and then we get to the rose ceremony and there's three roses and there's three women so a little bit anticlimactic since serena self-eliminated that uh we know Bree, who's gonna be fantasy sweets Bree start getting secure because she got the third rose and she's like oh is this an invitation that, that made me roll my eyes a little bit um yeah, that was silly yeah, I was just like, come on, Brie. Someone has to get the last rose. Okay, I think that the Fantasy Suite next week is going to be hot. Okay, is it Fantasy Suites next week or is it Women Tell All next week? Oh, hell if I know. I think next week is Women Tell All. Or does that happen no, after Fantasy? No, yeah, because when the Women Tell All, they always have the Bachelor come out and show who he picked. Not always. Well, I guess we'll find no, out No, no, no. That's week. after the final rose. Oh. Okay. There's Women Tell All, Fantasy Suites, and the finale, and then after the final rose. Oh, it's because we didn't have after the final rose with... With uh, Taysha. Taysha. Um, but I way, just can't remember heard, which order it goes in. I heard in. that Claire is back with... What's yeah, this is old news. Everybody knows that Claire and Dale are back together. Oh, they're back together. It's all over the internet. He couldn't escape her, huh? I guess not. And, you know, I hope they work out because if they don't, I don't think Claire's going to be okay. Yeah. Someone needs to keep a 24-hour watch on that woman. She's not okay. You're too far away from the mic. It's not that she's not going to be okay. She's never been okay. She didn't start out okay. <laughs> she didn't start out okay. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but, yeah, I can't remember if the women tell all or fantasy suites which order they come in, but... We have we essentially have three episodes left. So who's gonna be doing the woman tell all? We don't know yet. Oh. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The woman tell all has already been recorded. So Chris Harrison is doing women tell all, but we don't know who's hosting after the final rose yet. Got it. Yeah. If they have one, I think they're gonna have one. I hope so. We got gypped last time. Yeah. Um. But we get a little preview for the Women Tell All and Fantasy Suite Week. And oh my. So I am genuinely shocked that Victoria, Anna, and MJ had the gall to show their faces at the Women Tell All. I mean, I'm not that shocked at Victoria, but the other two, a little bit. Wait, is, is, uh, what was the last, the the other Bachelor before Matt James? What's his name again? Uh, Before Matt James? Yeah. Peter? No, before Claire, after Claire. Uh, what's her name? What are you talking about? There was Claire, and then this other girl came in. Tasha. Tasha. Is she still with the guy she picked? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she just moved to New York. Huh. Yep. Um. Yeah, I'm very excited for Women Tell All. Although at the same time, I feel like it's going to be a giant shit show. Um. But it'll be interesting to see. 
how that all plays okay, out. When was the Woman Tell Law recorded? Uh, a couple weeks ago. So the single show hadn't happened yet when that was recorded? No, it had. But they still use Chris Harrison? The interview between Chris Harrison and Rachel Lindsay hadn't happened yet. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. But All yeah, right, that was folks. pretty much it. The only other thing was that at the very end, we saw another blooper clip of Michelle and Matt and all these little extra clips Michelle's getting is really making me think that they're giving her a bachelorette edit. I fucking hope so. Please give us Michelle for bachelorette for the love of God. Should be a good one. Um, But we see Matt crash his bike into Michelle and I, we watched it back a couple times and I think he did it on purpose. It looked like he did it on purpose. I don't know, but in the background there was a jogger <laughs> coming, and he just jumped and hid behind a tree right in the middle of it. That was funny. That was funny. Probably one of the producers who was having a break went for a run. He's like, "Ah, shit! <laughs> Can't get away from this. Can't get balls. away from these people." Um, okay. Oh my god! Just chill out for a second. I was just adjusting myself. Uh huh. Anyway, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed our recap. Um, This season is turning into quite a bit of a dumpster fire. But honestly, what season isn't? There's always something. So what are you going to do when The Bachelor is over for a podcast? Well, I'm going to just do episodes like what I was doing before. Nice. Either by myself or with guests. That's kind of my plan. FYI, BTW. Um is since people seem to be enjoying the recaps we'll continue doing them uh for what's btw by the way for upcoming seasons um so the downtime in between seasons that the bachelor bachelorette or paradise are not on i'll just do episodes like i was doing before solo episodes having guests um, talking about other things um in between seasons so if you have anything you want me to do an episode on um, or talk about in between seasons, please let me know. I have a few ideas. But um, yeah, that's kind of my game plan because this is, to be quite honest, easy content that yeah. is easy to stay consistent with and be able to put out an episode every week without stressing about what I'm going to talk about or who's going to be a guest. So I enjoy it. Yeah, I did too. Okay, great. It would be nice to have the break, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if COVID wasn't so fucking annoying and we could have our usual weekly viewing parties, I could talk one of my other girlfriends into stepping in as co-host each week. But it's just COVID makes things difficult right now because people aren't comfortable with it, which is understandable. But anyway... That's it for this week. Um, We're going to go on a really fun little weekend trip. Well, by the time you guys are listening to this, it's Friday, most likely. Um, So we're going to be having a fun little weekend. So I'm sure we'll talk about that on next week's episode. Also, by the way, next Friday, March 5th, um, is my birthday. So happy birthday to me. I'm just letting you guys know, I'm giving you a week notice that you have a week to prepare um, a love letter or uh, a gift. 
Um, I have Venmo. Uh, you could also, a really great birthday present is if you went on Apple Podcasts and rated five stars and wrote a very heartfelt review. Uh, any of the above would be accepted. So again, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this recap. Would love to know your thoughts on the episode. And TGIF, have a great weekend. We'll talk Bye. to you next Friday. Bye.